All right. So welcome back to Thinking and Drinking. This is kind of a fireside chat again. And uh, this year we're doing something a little bit different. There might be some more of these shows where I'm just kind of prattling on about uh, what I'm into and what I'm doing. And uh, last week we did one that uh, Amy titled Bart's Reading Corner, which I thought was really sweet because it was all about books and everything. But this week is going to be more about music. And the music I was into for the last year or two, new music uh, or new music by older bands, just uh, stuff that I stumbled on, found out about, <clears throat> sorry, I wasn't really going out and uh, seeing bands or anything, so I, I didn't have a whole lot of insight into new, uh, new bands. So anyway, I was thinking over the last 30 years or so in the music business, I've missed out a lot of music. and I've missed out on a lot of great artists. And one of the acts, because I just missed, because I was just, I'm sorry, because I missed, I, one of the acts I missed because I was gone so much was Oasis. Of all the acts in the world, I think they sold 140, 150 million records, and I completely missed them. Well, Amy and I were flying to Scotland two or three years ago, and one of the available movies on the flight was a documentary about Liam Gallagher. And I thought, well, that might be fun. Good drunken Irish brawls and fist fights and rock stars and stuff. And man, it was fantastic. And I went out and bought all the Oasis records and Liam's solo records and Noel's solo records. I bought everything I could find. And the most surprising thing to me was that Liam wrote these great songs. Whereas Noel wrote most of the Oasis hits that were also fantastic songs. But I just can't believe that Liam had hid all this great writing talent for so long. Anyway, he's got a new record coming out this year. But the one that has been killing me for quite a while now is called Why Me, Why Not? And it's just amazing introspective songs and it's just songs that you can, oh man, you can just sing along and play along with a million times and you never get tired of them. So uh, anyway, go buy that. It's fantastic. One of the other records that has taken most of last year for me to really uh, try to digest is Iron Maiden Senjutsu. It's a double album that only has 10 songs on it. In fact, I think either three or four of the songs are between eight and 10 minutes long. I can't fathom, fathom what it must take to write and then remember how to record and perform them when, the, when there's that much going on and that much, that much music's going on. Anyways, we found out that this record was recorded almost three and a half years ago. And because of COVID and Bruce Dickinson having cancer in his mouth and throat and he got divorced and all this other stuff and went wrong and crazy in the band and still the band is together... And they're going to start touring, I think, this year in May. And finally, this record came out. And it's so amazing and it's so surreal to hear a band that could not care less about radio, charts, hit records, nothing. They still tour all over the world, playing the biggest arenas and uh, packed stadiums and soccer venues in the world. They play a ton of new songs live. And they're going to go out not this coming tour, but afterwards, and they'll play the whole Senjutsu record live, and I cannot wait to see that. 
So anyway, I just love this band. I love this album. It's called Senjutsu, which is S-E-N-J-U-T-S-U, and it's by probably my favorite band, Iron Maiden. So the next band that blasted through my speakers in the last year or two was called The Wild Hearts. I love reading English rock magazines, and The Wild Hearts are in there all the time, and <laughs> in all these magazines is bands that are never in American rock magazines. So I love them. Anyway, this band is fronted by a cat named Ginger Wildheart. And they have, <laughs> they've slammed their way through more than 20 albums. And they've stayed relatively static when it comes to band members, which is unbelievable. Then you add to this the fact that Ginger himself has released nine albums on his own. It's unbelievable, man. Some of these albums are live albums, but still... In fact, they just released an album in 2021 called 30 Year Itch, which is kind of a greatest hits live, a 30-year retrospective, and it's killer, man. Anyway, my favorite album by these guys, and the one that really got me to the Wild Hearts Party, is called Renaissance Man, which came out in 2019, so that's within the old COVID time limits. I would describe these guys as heavy punk I would say gigantic riffs, huge drums, not too many guitar solos, screaming vocals, so much fun, great driving music. I love this band, The Wild Hearts. So uh, yeah, take a chance and grab something by those guys. So the next record I'm going to go over is uh, by one of my all-time favorite bands that probably my brother got me into. You've heard us talk about them on here before. It's the band Kansas. Man, oh man, these guys are still just wonderful. The newest album, which came out in 2020, is called The Absence of Presence. So you can see there's still a little of their uh, their prog, uh, you know, head tilting towards that. But they've gone through so many li uh, lineups over the years, you about need a scorecard to keep up. But this lineup is fantastic for sure. Two of the main cats through the whole thing have been Phil Ehart, the drummer, who's been there since day one, and he's still smashing it, and Richard Williams, who's still just an amazing guitar player and musical architect, also since day one, still there and playing amazing stuff. Obviously, Steve Walsh has been gone for a long time, but uh, the newest singer, Ronnie Platt, can sing anything like Steve while bringing his own vibe to it. So he's great. Uh, there's nothing here that I would really still call prog. There are some interesting time changes and melodies and stuff, but the writing and the songs are still just fantastic, and I love it. And it's hard to think of still being creative after 40 years, but these guys are doing it, and I just, I still just love what they're doing. So Kansas, uh, the absence of presence. Go get it. The last album I'm really going to spotlight and I think I've already done this before, but is ACDC Power Up. Couldn't let us uh, get out of here without talking about these guys. This, album's, uh, this album brings tears to my eyes every time I think about it or listen to it for so many reasons. The main one is it's freaking ACDC. I mean, Brian Johnson's back. Cliff Williams' back. Phil Rudd is back. And the songs of Angus and Malcolm that they wrote are back, and they're some of the best heavy rock songs you'll ever hear, which brings me to the last reason for tears, which is Malcolm Young isn't here anymore, and that's just such a loss. 
if you still haven't bought this, what's wrong with you? No, I'm kidding. But it may be your last chance to get any ACDC, new ACDC music. So go get it. And just uh, real quickly, I'm going to throw this out there. I know there's lots of new acts out there doing amazingly creative and wonderful things. But with Iron Maiden, Kansas, ACDC, Deep Purple, Tesla, Big Wreck, Lit, Butch Walker, Dream Theater, Saxon, so many other older bands still putting out great music. I think my ears will be happy for quite some time, and I'm, and I'm thankful for that. So, well, there you go. That's a slice of what I've been interested into musically for the last couple years. Go support these people. They've been made memories for all of us and continue to do so. Thanks for checking in on Thinking and Drinking. Go be good to someone. And uh, hopefully we'll be back with uh, an interview show real soon. Had uh, a couple lined up. I got sick. Somebody else got sick. Not COVID stuff. Just, uh, you know, under the weather stuff. So hopefully we'll be back real soon. Anyway, thank you again for sticking with us for so long. And uh, we will chat soon. Thanks.